This is the Intelligent Human Voice Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. And, um, I don't know where I'm going with this tonight, but I'm just, uh, I'm just let it out. Just let it go. Um, you know, if, if anyone was ever to ask me, you know, how, how is life, how, how life is, how has my life been? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. I I don't have a. I guess good. I guess. I guess okay. Um, I mean, I, I've been on the planet for feels like a very long time. Um, I've been on the planet for half a decade. Or no, I'm sorry, half a century. (laughs) Um, And um, I don't know, a, a lot of a lot of things or my life changed uh, dramatically over the past three years. But when I think back as much as I can remember back, um, the journey started when I, I set it in motion. Um, to move from my hometown of Oakland and just set out to do something different um, with my life, which was um, pursuant of of music, you know, singing, composing music. I was, I was, I'd come to LA to pursue music originally um, and that was nearly uh, you know I guess like 15 years ago I thought it was 16 years ago and I thought about 2003 I think I arrived in 20 yeah maybe 2004. Um, in truth, um, I hadn't really realized how much time had passed um, living so many different lives and just going from chapter to chapter and, and reflecting um, On the, on the path that I, I started down, um, you know, when how did it start? 
I remember driving into, um, coming in on the, over the grapevine. I, I hesitated for a minute on leaving. Um, yeah, I was supposed to leave the, uh, I think I was supposed to leave Friday night or Saturday morning. I didn't leave till like late Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon, I should say. So I got in around, um, got in over the grapevine around, uh, I guess like six, five or six on a Sunday night. And I got lost. I, I didn't know where I was going. There was no GPS system. I had a map. <laughs> I knew what freeway to get on. I think I wrote some stuff down. Um, I think I mapped it out. Um, just remember getting lost. I was not sure how I got to Anaheim, but I was... I was somewhere near Disneyland. <laughs> I called my buddy and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm in Disneyland or something. Anaheim. He's like, oh, you went way too far. I was supposed to have been heading to Glendale. So he got me on track and um, I arrived. And it was just... I remember the feeling, it was just so surreal and, you know, Buddy B and, and Keith were, uh, Keith came over and, and then we went out, <laughs> we went out that night, we went out on a sat on a Sunday night to this spot in, uh, Pasadena and, uh, we celebrated my arrival. By drinking Irish car bombs. Oh my God. Those things are so good. and <laughs> They're so good. I, I, I don't remember how many I had. But. I. Um, end up crashing on. Buddy's couch. Because he was. Closest to where I would be working. While. Um. My other buddy was, we were supposed to get a place together and he hadn't searched. That's another story. But, um, so since I transferred, um, from my job at the state, I was working for the state, um, uh, workers comp insurance fund, the Glendale office and, uh, I came in the next day. Um, it wasn't eight o'clock. I know that much. <laughs> it definitely wasn't eight o'clock. Um, I think I got there around noon. I had to catch up, you know. Um, but I just felt, I remember it felt good to be in LA. It felt good to be away from uh, somewhere new, I guess. Um, um, I've been 
pursuing some things in music. Um, you know, previously. And I'm thinking about it now because this podcast is 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 um, basically basically a revealing of my truths. And uh, I'm not my as enthusiastic self because I'm, I'm just feeling a, a little a little down. Uh, not a little. I'm, I'm not even. I'm feeling a lot of down. Um, um, life is life has been tough, and the thing is, it's you know when I when I reflect back, you know, to to memories, um, it it just it always have, and it's like I've been. Uh, susceptible, if that's that's the word, yeah, susceptible to to pain, to um, to stress, to um, to mourning, you know, death, um, to um, to hear. Or, or to be disappointed, you know, or you know, very sad. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff that um, I hadn't, I've had to burn through is has been, you know, stemming from my childhood, and um, it's the first time expressing any of this in public but um, you know it was it was so traumatic um, some of the events in my early life which was uh, abandonment by my father uh, in a not so I mean I don't think there's a good way to abandon a child um but to just walk out of the life that he wasn't really in, but to make it official, that was pretty, that was a hard blow. And I think I was um, nine or 10, me and my brother. It was a hard blow. And I, I remember vaguely um, uh, how it happened or what happened. And, um, I do remember. I'll just tell the story. I was, I was, uh, I was watching television, cartoons, or something, something, probably something funny. And my brother, uh, my younger brother, he had uh, gone downstairs to to my uh, my grandmother's. Uh, Apartment. So my grandmother lived in the uh, downstairs apartments, number four, and we stayed in number seven. Um, so my mom, um, yeah, so my mom had a. Uh, 
kid, or that's me, and my younger brother out of wedlock um, with my dad. I have uh, other siblings. Um, there's three older siblings before me, different fathers, and then there's three below me, different fathers. So I'm right there in the middle and me, with me and my brother. And uh, my father was uh, not around all the time in the first place. He would he would show up. He would pop up from time to time. And he and my mom weren't really together from what I could tell. He was a bit of a rolling stone. Um, we had stepbrothers we were introduced to later. Um, one day I'm watching cartoons and or television and my brother comes upstairs and he's crying. He's crying like, you know, like he just got a whooping. And knowing my brother, he probably did, you know, but it was unusual because he wouldn't he wouldn't get a whooping from my grandmother or anybody downstairs. He was just that kind of kid. But um, he came upstairs, you know, crying like, uh, like, like he had gotten a whooping. And my mother was playing cards, and I was watching TV and I turned around like, what's what's going on? And you know, he could barely talk and. You know, <laughs> daddy said he ain't our daddy, and and for you not to call him daddy, I, you and Patrick ain't his sons. And he just he just kept crying, and I remember my mother looked at me and I looked at my brother. I don't I don't really remember how I felt. I was I was angry. I think I was more angry that my brother was crying and it wasn't it wasn't cuz he was crying cuz he got a whooping. He was crying cuz he was hurt. He was I mean, that was just some hurtful shit to say to a kid. And so I think me and my brother, we went to the back room. I just stayed back there with him. We were talking. I think I was telling him, you know, oh man, you know, forget this guy, you know. We don't need this guy. And uh, I think I was sharing with him that eating he need him in his life, no way. And then uh, I think I think my my grandmother and my aunties came upstairs and tried to consult us and tell us that you know our father was just a sick idiot or something. I don't remember. They were they were convincing, trying to convince us that you know. But my, my brother didn't take it too well. I, I don't think I took it too well either. Um, I just was good at, at hiding it, I guess. 
But I, I do remember, um, now that I'm talking about it now for the first time, I remember, I remember crying, like crying, crying to sleep, crying myself to sleep. My brother, he cried himself to sleep. Oh no, it was it was pretty hurtful. Asking God, like, why and why was I being put in this position, and what did I do, and why was I born into this house, and just all kind of questions, and you know, the crazy thing is. Um, I heard a voice and and the voice was answering back and this voice became um, it just kind of overshadowed um, the voice um, of uh, I guess my younger self It was, um, it was like I, 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 be, I became someone else. Um, from that point on, I felt different. I've always felt different, but I, I felt a little more different. I guess that's why um, <clears throat> I sort of relate. Every everybody know why, you know, or know I like um, the Batman story or Batman period. Um, the story of a uh, young Bruce Wayne was becomes a Batman, but his uh, parents are killed, you know, right in front of him. And I just remember reading that story, that comic story behind that, why Batman becomes a Batman. And I was like, you know, I'm a, it's as if, you know, my father died. I'm not out for vengeance, but I can train myself like Bruce Wayne and 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 all these things and it'll help block the pain and but also I would um 
I never wanted to be any anything like him. You know, so as I got older and going through my teens, um, there were there were these there were these girls who, you know, that they were. Um, I guess they were finding me attractive and people were always, you know, on me about how much I look like Michael Jackson and telling me how handsome and cute I was and I didn't really I didn't really see it. I didn't see it. It's like, okay. I remember I would, when I was tall enough to look in the mirror, I, I would stare at myself like, I don't, I don't understand what people are talking about. But, okay. Um, you know, um, I still uh, feel that way. I still feel that way um, as an adult. And I know this this one adult recently, um, older older woman, like in her seventies. She said to me um, peculiarly. She said, "You don't see." She said, "It's something." something about you she's like you know you don't I get it now she's like you don't see what I see you don't see yourself and I knew I knew what she was talking about but I didn't want to reveal that to her I just let her make the statement and just kind of kept doing what I was doing I was like nodding my head like, oh, really? But I knew what she was talking about. See, not only not only was I born differently, um, um I I was born with these ailments of asthma. Um was a Allergic to the sun, <laughs> um, allergies were extremely, extremely bad. Um, sometimes I couldn't breathe um, if it was too hot outside. I'd just stay indoors. Um, my eyes would water up all the time. Um, even indoors, in classroom. I, my eyes were really sensitive to light and I didn't realize it at the time but I guess that's why I, didn't, I enjoy wearing shades indoors and I thought about it my grandfather wore shades indoors so there's a, another condition I had that I believe was inherited and that's keratoconus so asthma keratoconus and Poland syndrome. 
Poland syndrome is a missing of uh, the pectoralis muscle. And so what that means is I have one, one chest muscle and one is missing. And it's the one that's, that would cover, normally cover the heart. In addition to that, I have a, um, and that, 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 um, that flaw or that design in the human body only happens in, I think it's one in every 300,000 or million births, something like that. And I, I didn't, I didn't really discover that until, um, until I start to grow and I noticed, um, that one side of my chest was not growing and even though Um, I went to the doctor uh, all the time. Um, We would go for checkups and every to the doctor's office. Everybody in North Oakland went to, which was Dr. Jenkins and Dr. Mines. And um, it's a trip because all Dr. Jenkins would say is, oh, checkup is fine. Oh, you're just fine. Oh, you're doing just fine. But I would get, I would get colds all the time. We'd catch every cold, every flu. Um, oh, this is, this is tough. Um, Yeah, I would catch every, and I would have these stomach, like everything made made me sick. Um, I didn't know I was allergic to milk. I mean, I was I was really allergic to milk. I could drink it sometime, but it would it would be hard on my stomach. Like I would have this feeling like oh. You know, you just feel it. You just feel it in your whole soul that you're just gonna be sick. So I, I, I used to throw up a lot, and to the point where, you know, that part where there's nothing else to throw up. There's nothing left. Ah oh, man, I'm having flashbacks of. I would be so sick as a kid. And that lasted for a very, very long time, or so it seemed. And I kept praying and asking God, why was was I so different from everybody else? Why am I suffering? Um, 
one day, um, yeah, I used to have, I would get sick to the point where miss church. It's <laughs> the only way you can miss church is if you sick. And I would get sick all the time. Hooping cough. You know, that cough where your whole chest just feels like it's on fire. Oh man, that was, that's the worst. Sometimes the, uh, my grandmother and all these ladies from the church would come over after church and pray over me. Put holy oil on my forehead. Oh, I was think it was like, geez, seriously? You guys couldn't, I couldn't have one day off at church? You, you had to bring church to, to the apartment? Are you, are you kidding me here? <laughs> I didn't realize it. But in those, those, those times I was really, really sick. Um, I would sleep. And I would sleep hard until, you know, a cough would wake me up. And my mother would come in, give me cough syrup. And there was two kinds of cough syrup. One of them was green, one of them was red. They both were disgusting. The red one was better than the green. But the green one, oh God. Ugh. I still taste it. Terrible. I would take the cough medicine and um, it was my sleep. I used to, I used to dream some really wild, wild, wild dreams, man. Some really out there stuff. Um, but I, I dreamed a lot about flying. I was a superhero and I would be able to fly but sometimes I'd be walking or running and I forget I can fly I was like oh what am I doing I can fly like Superman I learned how to do that on demand in my dreams Then I would wake up. And look around and. Just feel. Um, again and again. How I just felt like I didn't belong. And when I say belong. I mean like just belong. A belonging. On the planet. With my family, the family I have, just just felt like I just didn't belong. Like everybody knew something about me that I didn't know, or that the doctor wasn't willing to tell me. 
or that there was nothing that could be done. It was tough. Um, it's pretty tough entering uh, junior high. Junior high was probably the the uh, I don't know the worst. <laughs> I can't even say the worst years of my life. I've just had, I've had a tough, I've had a, some, I've had some pretty hard times. My truth, so, my stories, my life. But, the, after like two months of entering uh, junior high, uh, eighth grade. My um, my grandmother on my my mother's side, she passed, and it was suddenly. Well, from what I can remember, I know she was in the hospital, and. Mother tried to preoccupy us by you know, watching TV, making sure we were eating. <clears throat> I'll never, um, I'll never forget the day um, my mother received the call. In the hospital, and you know, she just she just started breaking down, crying, and I never, never, never saw my mother cry ever. Tough, tough woman. Not just tough. Um, some kids would say she was mean, but she was just, she's just loud. <laughs> but so, trying to raise a bunch of boys by herself. And, this was the first time I, I'd seen her cry. And, I just remember that, that feeling of not seeing my grandmother again and I just really did not know how to respond. It's like how do you respond to death as a kid? Oh man. I still have these memories. I still live as an adult, like still, but still in the body of a child. I heard someone say that the other day and about a guy who went to prison when he was 13 and he's, he got out in his 40s and he was saying that he feels like he's a 13-year-old 
trapped in a 40-year-old body. I know exactly what that feels like. That's how I've felt. That's how I've always felt. Do I feel like that now? Yeah, I do. I do. I guess that's why it's a challenge for me to um, accept that I'm an adult. if you know there's I've had a I've had a few accidents a few a few accidents and in which you know I, I probably should have died <laughs> under the circumstances of these accidents I could have should have or could have broke my neck um, the car door that opened up on me could have was only a centimeter from my jugular could have bled out broke my neck then head when I broke my ankle recently um, that was a there's these jolts so each time it, it's like I went somewhere and then I came back. And when I share that, I tell folks I died, you know, died like three times. But then each one of those moments, um, I went somewhere I, I can't even begin to describe. And then it was like I was slapped back into my body and when I came back into my body it it was it was like I was I was an adult and I realized that I was an adult when I looked in the mirror it was it was like you know how'd I get here <laughs> I remember walking into my um, my penthouse loft. This was when the uh, car door opened up on me. Um, this is 2015. This guy opened up his car door. I was riding my bike going about 25, 35 miles an hour. And uh, I remember walking into my loft, just looking looking around as if it was for the first time. Like, who is this guy? You know, what the hell is going on here? There's all this music equipment, studio equipment. I mean, it's decked out like, like a, the ultimate um, Playboy single dude, artsy, farty, tech mansion type of loft space. And I remember, I remember bringing the bike in. I was, I was still in shock. And I'm, I'm skipping around a little bit, but 
just releasing memories. I just remember looking in the mirror like, who is this guy? You know, I don't, I don't, I didn't recognize the person in the mirror. I didn't recognize the place. I remember coming home after the hospital and just sitting on the couch in silence and This voice, you know, was saying to me, like, start doing yoga. I've been doing yoga, you know, once a week at, at my job, but I was banged up pretty bad, and... His voice just kept saying, do yoga, do yoga now, do yoga at home, start doing it now, you gotta heal from this. And eventually I did, you know, ever, ever so often, I have a little post-traumatic stress from it, and that's from the first accident. I bring these incidents up because, you know, they're, they're, it's like I'm living um, different lives all in one. Um, different stages of my life, like just all in one. <clears throat> and it's pretty, it's pretty tough to, to sift through on a daily suffer from, uh, I don't like to use the word suffer, but um, for the sake of telling the story, I do suffer from some insomnia. Um, Sometimes I feel drunk, but I don't drink. Texting is just so weird. Such a strange way to communicate. But I'll I'll call people and they won't answer their phone or and then I'll be talking to people and certain I don't talk to a lot of folks, but I'll talk to people and I'm just happy to be talking to someone and, and they'll go, oh, I don't mean to cut you off, but 
And I'm always thinking like, but, but you did. If you didn't mean to cut me off, why would you cut me off? I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> I don't remember talking as much. Um, when I do talk to people, it's it's an outer body experience. Sometimes I feel like I'm really. I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but then it's you know I step back like, how did I know that? Or what did I just say? Or not what? What did I just say? But more like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I said that. I'm intelligent. I am intelligent, right? <laughs> um, like I said, it's 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 like being a or having this. I want to say adult body because I have the same body. <laughs> I have the same body as I did when I was 20. Like nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I mean, a little less hair on top, yes. My teeth are more crooked because I got my wisdom teeth pulled out a couple years back. And I remember Santa's lady, I was like, hey, I feel like my teeth is shifting at the dental office. It's like, all right, well, come back after, you know. this place they're like oh it's four it's only four thousand dollars <laughs> okay yeah sure I'll I'll get that I'll get that to you <clears throat> you know and so the following the following year and junior high was my um, my grandfather passed he um, so I, I, I was told that my grandmother had passed from a blood transfusion um, this was the 80s and my my grandfather, he passed from um, complications of diabetes and I would say a broken heart. And my grandmother was married for like 47, almost 50 years. And I couldn't even imagine being with a woman for that long and And she's gone.
death of my um, <clears throat> my grandfather and my grandmother really really broke up the family. There were money issues and I didn't understand what was going on. I was trying to figure it all out. My mother, she was a mess. That's when I started cooking. That's when I started cooking more. Kind of helped take the load off. Those are some really, really dark years. Really, really dark. So with this podcast, I'm calling my story, my truths, my enlightenment. Because it's been one hell of a journey and for anyone that's listening, maybe for the first time or or not, no, tomorrow's not promised, we don't know what death is. Heck, we don't even know what life is. We just do it and it's... There's good days and there's bad days and there's sad days and there's happy days. And, and in between that, there's television... Subliminal advertising, politics, religions, cults, prayer, meditation, science, technology. It's not easy being an earthling. Anyone that says it is, they're wrong. They're not the earthling. They probably just got here. Inhabiting a human form. Oh yeah. I don't need full disclosure from paranormal investigations aliens exist 
there are spaceships, there's time travel. There's the Anunnaki. There's the reptilians, the greys, the Palladians. Oh yeah, I believe in it all. There's guardian angels. I don't buy, excuse me, I don't buy into the evil. evil thing I just believe some some folks have lost their way and don't know how to get back to it I think some people are influenced by their childhood however traumatic it can be and they evolve and become something else based on their experience look at what happened to my brother He's locked away somewhere. In and out of jail since he was a kid. He blamed it on my father. grandmother put him in this place with that statement as she should have alright this is the first time the maximum recording for segments is 60 minutes keep an eye out on the clock I have realized I've been talking for an hour Well, a season four, episode one, my truth, my story, whom I've evolved into and who I'm becoming. That's just the childhood part. This is going to go on for at least 10 chapters. I've seen so much. I've been through so much. After my grandfather passed, going into 
high school that following year. We went on a strike. Teachers went on a strike, I should say. And then six months later, um, one of my classmates who was a um, a senior at the time was killed point blank by another student who retaliated from a loss of a basketball game. I was pretty traumatic. I didn't care too much for high school. That's where I started to become someone else again. I started to feel like I had a personality disorder. I stayed at the library, reading everything I could get my hands on, studying about herbs and vitamins and supplements and health stuff. And I was trying everything. Whatever had happened to my grandmother and my grandfather, I wasn't gonna have it happen to me or anybody else. I wasn't going to rely on the school system, that's for sure. My ancestors told me not to. My ancestors told me that it's nobody's business how intelligent I am. And I said, okay. That's how I came up with the title, The Intelligent Human Voice. God told me that there's intelligence in the human voice. I am intelligence. So that's the name of this podcast. Tomorrow I'll talk more about, I'll pick up where I left off. All depending on how I'm feeling. Things will get better. They have to. They have to.